My name's Mary and I'm here with Denise. Hello everyone. So uh, I think we're going to start in uh, the order of, of when actually Star Wars came out from the OT to the PT to the ST. Oh boy, what a, what a ride it's going to be. Um, so we know that um, essentially the, the main relationship in the uh, original trilogy is between uh, Luke and Vader. Father and sons. I think uh, George Lucas said it was essentially about fathers, uh, father and sons. But there's uh, nothing really uh, pointing towards motherhood. I th- guess you could start with Aunt Beru. What do you think, Denise? Yes, I think I would say uh, Uncle Owen has the role of a father in that movie too. And there's debate sometimes. Uh, George Lucas says, Yes, Vader was definitely going to be <laughs> his father. And no. then sometimes he says, No. <laughs> so we don't really know. But, you know, I think I've heard that he was based on his experience with his father and stuff. And there was the possibility that Star Wars, I'm not going to call it a new hope, <laughs> Star Wars was going to be a standalone. Alone. So in this case, it wouldn't be about uh, Luke and Vader, but you have Uncle Owen as this figure, kind of like forbidding him to go out on his own. This authoritarian figure, you know. Mm-hmm. Whereas as Baru, she's uh, you know very very understanding and want you know wants Luke to do what he wants to do. Because as as we uh, see, she actually tells Owen. He can't stay here forever. Most of his friends have left and he has to find a, his own path. But of course, yes. it's not without true fear because, oh, you know, Owen, ev- even though, you know, George Lucas made uh, Star-, Star Wars, possibly with Vader not being Luke's father, you can, you can understand in that retrospect that Owen doesn't want Luke to go off and become a Jedi because his father did. And in that retrospect, his father died or was killed by Vader or whatever so he didn't want the same for him it just worked it just worked out that it fit into the story with uh, Vader being his dad Yes, there, there is this idea of bloodline, right? Continuing his bloodline and when he takes this saber, which is like a masculine symbol, it's this um, this thing from the father. So that's why I think in, in that movie and in the trilogy in general, although yeah, we have a little in Return of the Jedi, there is very little focus on mothers and so little that we don't even get to look uh, wondering anything. But one thing I would argue that's a little odd is I would say that Leia, Princess Leia in the old trilogy has kind of like a motherly role in the sense that she's so selfless, she's always cheerful, she's always taking care of everybody, she can do everything well. Um, So I think there is this little motherly thing in her. What do you you think? Maybe. I I, I could say you could argue for it. I mean, there's that scene in Empire Strikes Back where she's... uh, you know, in front of all those men and giving the, and giving them instructions on how to, uh, you know, protect the transports. So you could you could say that, I guess. I wouldn't say that because there is just more like a boss. I would say like maybe in A New Hope when she's uh, she has just lost her planet and everything. Oh, she was yeah. tortured <laughs> and she's like uh, and then Luke is sad and she's consoling Luke. You know, she's not 
oh my planet you know there is this strength and resilience in her that is something that's usually associated with mothers because mothers are not going to be crying around and whining because of their own problems right they have to stand up tough it up and take care of things that need to be taken care of so that's in this sense that i would say yeah but then of course when we get to a return of the jedi that's the only time Luke um, wonders about his mother, and of course, yes. we 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 know uh, from the prequels that how uh, it was kind of uh, badly. Well, can I say badly written? No, I guess I can because um, how on earth does Le- Leia uh, re- remember Padme? That's a, a very good question. But that, well, well, that's why I'm doing in order because it's better. It was a retcon, right? It was so definitely a big we need to, to see. W- where they're coming from at that point what i think is it's i find it a little strange that she remembers the mother and he doesn't i think it well it implies some separation but what is most strange is that he's not wondering like who was she (laughs) i don't know if vader if i met a guy like vader said i am your father first thing i would wonder is like who did he do it? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> who the hell? And well, he doesn't, he not doesn't in that even, sense. like, um, you know, give thought until um, until after he, he Yoda tells him that he's uh, that Vader is his father. You know, it was always about his father, his father, his father. You know, Vader killed his father. He wants to become a Jedi like his father. But his mother was ne- was uh, never in the in the picture until. He got confirmation that his father was alive, and then that's when, uh, you know, that's the only time he um, he became curious about her. And in the original script for Return of the Jedi, actually, the mother actually, you know, did survive. She wasn't Padme, you know, dying of a broken heart. She actually um, went to Alderaan with Leia and lived raising Leia for a little bit until uh, she died when I think, you know, Leia was about, you know, was it three or four or, or something like that. And that's when uh, Bail Organa adop- adopted her. And uh, so I would I would have loved to have, seen, to have seen that original story in the PT, but, you know. Yeah, I, I would have loved to have seen what would have happened if Padme had survived, right? Uh, it, it it would be an interesting story, but then it's another story, right? And they, they, they kind of wanted to finish it, so I can kind of see why she had to die. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. But like we like we said, it's it's an interesting retcon, and it is kind of funny in a way. I mean, I know when um, in the uh, Revenge of the Sith novel, <laughs> they try to uh, you know explain it. Um, you know, you, we all know Luke was born first, and Padme had that little moment with Luke, and uh, yet Luke doesn't remember her. Hmm. Leia should have been born first. But in the in the Revenge of the Sith novel, there there's actually a passage where I can't remember if it's the adult novelization or the junior one. But in one of them, there's a little passage where it's describing Leia as looking at Padme as if t- trying to remember her face, and I'm like. Nice one, trying to uh, explain that retcon. Yeah, I think I've read something that she kind of remembered through the force, whatever. I guess. Anyways, there were tons of retcons. So I think we can move to the PT now, right? Yeah. Shall we continue with Padme or do you want to start with Shmi? Oh, I think we can talk about Shmi first, right? Which, or we can talk about Padme. (laughs) 
<laughs> but she me I think it's she's important because it's in the beginning right we we start the prequel trilogy well we start with Padme as well right but we have and and this is why it's so different why we have s- such a shift because we had no mothers in the old trilogy and now we have this focus on mothers right yeah uh it's interesting with, with Shmi because you can see um kind of like you know the religious symbols I guess behind behind the character I mean I, you know Anakin is a uh, you know, it, there's a prophecy with his birth. He's basically, you know, Shmi is basically the Virgin Mary giving birth to Space Jesus, where Anakin is raised up uh, with this prophecy. But, and then, of course, she's given, like, a horrible, horrible death to justify, you know, to justify him, to, you know, turning into Darth Vader. You know, when, with the minute, um, you know, she is kidnapped and dies in his arms, I think that's the start of... Uh, his transformation into Darth Vader. You can just see the uh, the seeds of darkness have been planted in, in him. But yeah, absolutely. But I, I wanted to talk a little bit more about uh, when they're ch- uh, the Phantom Menace, right? Because we have uh, little Anakin as this perfect, cute, adorable little boy. It's funny that they're slaves, but they live quite well, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they have a house downtown with two bedrooms, a big living room, they can serve dinner to visitors. Uh, Anakin has free time to do his stuff. He can even have a, a protocol droid. I'm pretty sure it's uh, a protocol droid is pretty expensive. And I wonder wh- why he wants a protocol droid for his mom. But I, I think uh, one thing that I like about the Phantom Menace, what they do is that they have the idea of this single mother that's not something that's negative. It's not like, oh, poor Annie, poor Shmi, she doesn't have a husband. And unfortunately, this is something that I find, I see a lot in movies. When you portray a single parent family, sometimes with fathers too, it, they portray it as having something missing. And some people still nowadays think that there is something wrong when there is nothing wrong. If you have friends who were raised by single parents or if you were raised, you know that these people are not like, ooh, where's, <laughs> where's my father? So I think there is a little bit uh, uh, this um, lovely, like this um, harmony between him and his mother. And even their house, it's kind of like a shelter, right? They have this storm and they go there to this shelter. It's quite symbolic, uh, which he leaves. But he doesn't leave because he has problems with his mother. He leaves because he wants to go on an adventure, kind of like Luke, right? So um, I like how it's positive and how it's like a good relationship and it, it never it's never implied that a reason that he turned to the dark side was because he didn't have a father much the opposite so i think it's interesting in that sense but you're right that when we get to attack of the clones i can see that they wanted to give her a death that you could blame on the Jedi Council. So yes, if he had been, if Anakin had been allowed to go there like one day earlier, why not? Damn it, you can visit your parents in this thing. He would have saved her. But what I don't like about it is how why did this? What the send people? Did they just? Uh, uh, take uh you know take people out of the blue there's no motivation for that so it's really just used to have him fall to the dark side without much thought and then there's this weird thing that she was bought as a slave and then (laughs) it's very weird what do you think about it exactly yeah i think it the context there that she was i mean i just don't think maybe george lucas um thought, thought it through i mean 
you know, he uh, bought her and then freed her and then married her. Uh, I guess, you know, they could have, um, you know, like, may maybe argued that he, he, he you know, uh, what's his name, Klee Glass did it for, mm -hmm. um, you know, a good cause. He bought, he bought yes. her out of the goodness of his heart and then they fell in love anyway, but... Uh, that's a it's tough ter territory. But going back to the Phantom Menace, just there, you know, she's, you know, she's never, Shmi is never like overprotective of Anakin. You know, she she worries about him, yes, as any mother does. But at the end of the day, she wants what's best for her son, and she and she encourages him to like, you know, trust in his heart. I think that's what she says. What does your heart tell you? Mm -hmm. And uh, trust him to go off and make a good future for himself because that's what she wants. At the end of the day, she wants her son to have a good life. Yeah, it's interesting that it's a little bit like Aunt Beru, right? Who also said he has to go, and she leaves him, and she's happy to see him go. It's it's beautiful, in a way, like to, and and since they go on this Jedi attachment thing, her love is not a love that's attached. It's like a pure love. She loves him, but loves him enough to let him go. So it's kind of like this uh, really nice um, love. It's interesting how you um you know say that because you know the jedi thought anakin's love for his mother would like corrupt him you know they said he's too old for his training but when you mm -hmm. think about it the jedi actually corrupted you could say corrupt his love for her because you know they they forbid him from seeing her and so of, of course that just you know like like you said like you said because they they forbid they forbid him from seeing her you know, he arrived late and, uh, you know, sh she died. So it was because of that and their beliefs that uh, made made him turn into Darth Vader, essentially. Not um, yeah. not his love for her. Because if he had been allowed to see her and have those emotional attachments, he probably would have turned out very differently. Yeah, I, th I, think, I don't think his uh, love for her is portrayed in a negative way. It's no, actually it's quite not. healthy. It's cute and nice, and it's it's a loving son. Um, and then, <laughs> but it's more like used to show that the Jedi were were wrong and so old fashioned yes. in their beliefs. I would say. Yes, I agree. It's it's to really portray the Jedi Council as dysfunctional. If you, th I, I think it, people talk about George Lucas but he was really bold to put Yoda Master Yoda as a, as a jerk you know like this kid is <laughs> he's a jerk in the Jedi Council but it's interesting it's quite interesting how, how it works but then um, can you talk about Padme then? Ah Padme 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 poor Padme <laughs> she, she is I think like a mother figure for him from the start <laughs> which is kind of a weird relationship, but it, relationships sometimes are like that. But they do say that men grow up to marry their mum, so... Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, but I, I'm not sure about the grow up, grow up part, but <laughs> I'm just kidding, no. Uh, the, the idea with him was this, uh, she has this protective motherly thing, it's almost as if he loved it's a little weird because he he's he separated from his mom and then he latches onto this first woman who was really nice to him and she's older than him right so there is that uh, kind of a symbolism of that just a little bit i mean you could say that you know she was a queen she's mother to all her people really but at the same time he he liked her for who she, for who she was first because you have that you know cheesy are you an e are you an angel scene so there was that first i guess 
But then we get to um, Revenge of the Sith, uh, where she, uh, you know, she, you know, we find out she's pregnant, and the first kind of like thing we have, which George Lucas admitted to adding light, actually, it's the scene where they're on the balcony in their home, and she, she's, you know, getting excited, getting excited to uh, about going back to Naboo and getting a baby's room ready, and uh, mm-hmm. you know. All things, I guess, that you know, like couples go through with their first child, and there was a lovely scene that was cut out from the film. There's pictures of it, but um, it's it's in a novelization where um, Anakin actually you know feels Padme's baby bump, and they talk about uh, what sex it is, and uh, Anakin thinks it's a girl, and Padme thinks it's a boy, and I, I say I guess they were both right. Ooh. Yeah, one each. Uh, um- <laughs> I'm still baffled that they, ha- they don't have, like, basic technology. <laughs> like, seriously? And I, also, I really think that you can feel if you have twins. I'm pretty sure you can, Like, because you see if you can feel them... Ki- I mean, anyways, I, whatever. But they, uh, probably, they could have wanted it to be a surprise, I guess. But wouldn't you notice that you have two? I guess some people don't notice, I agree. Yeah, I have no idea what, what it's like to... <laughs> yeah. One thing that it's a little bit upsetting is that uh, Padme is really she's a person of action right in both movies the phantom menace and attack of the clones and then when it's time for revenge of the sith she's like oh you know she's there was that scene that they cut also where she was kind of like organizing what would be the seed of the rebellion, right? Yeah. Of this, she was doing things. But in the final version that we, we get, she, she d- doesn't do anything. She's very passive. She's very... Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> no, she is. And it's a shame that those um, scenes with her, you know, um, starting the rebellion were cut because she's basically the mother of the rebellion. Again with yes. again with the themes, it's not Mon Mo- Mothma who who starts it. It's Padme, and um, you know there's also like we we spoke about this in I think in you know the female characters podcast. There was um that unused concept uh, where um, Padme was going to go to Mustafar and and kill Anakin, uh, because and you could basically uh you know say that you know she, you basically could say she's protecting her young here. You know, who knows what uh, evil Anakin has planned, or who knows what Palpatine had planned for them? So you could ar- argue that as well. It was, a, and I remember reading um, the Revenge of the Sith uh, concept art book, and Padme kind of like has her hair framed like a lion's mane, and one of the descriptions was um, that uh, the concept artist wanted to make Padme look like a, a lioness, kind of like protecting her cubs. I don't think that was the exact uh, description, but that's uh, what it was, you know. It's kind of like the muddly, the muddly instinct. She'll protect you young, no matter what. So that was mm-hmm. that was, you know. We look at it that way. It's kind of sad that that version was cut out. It really would have been interesting to watch, I think. Yeah, but in that version, she also doesn't kill him, right? So in no. the end, it's the same. She has this um, hopefulness. She trusts him. Uh, she thinks he's good until the end, even after. She's seeing him killing kids. Oh, she just heard, right? And 
but it's it's um, what I find strange is how she dies of a broken heart. I really don't accept that. I, I in my mind it was something else because that's something that uh, that's something that again has to do with mothers. Mothers, a mother. I think would stay alive for her kids. Her kids would give her will to live, you know? I mean, I understand, although people get depressed and stuff, but it's just, it's very... It was um, too soon. It, it was so jarring, I think. I think, you know, if you let's compare, um, like, Padme to another to another character from Harry Potter, like uh, Mer- Merope Gaunt, you know, Voldemort's mum, mm-hmm. you know, it two very, very different characters... Merope was like you know abused abused all her life, you know she was made to think she was worthless. She fell in love with Tom Riddle, but then you know he left her. She wasn't, you know you 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 can see why someone who um went through all that probably wouldn't be strong enough to uh survive, especially mm-hmm. especially that. But with Padme, I think you know she's you know we've we've just gone through the fact that she's very strong willed. So, you know, we've seen her all the way through Attack of the Clones. I mean, she she freaking like comes up with comes up with the plan to go to the Gungans to uh help get their uh, support to take back her planet. So, yeah, it's just the fact that it it's it's poorly written. It because, you know, it's so jarring because it's poorly written. It's we don't it that's not the same Padme that was in the Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. And even the Clone Wars. So, yeah. 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 Yeah, in the Clone Wars she's also very active. She's always doing things. And I don't mean necessarily physically, you know. Um there is a lovely episode in the Clone Wars where she goes to a separatist uh, planet to negotiate and I think that's super brave, you know. She's not there with guns and fighting. So I think I wish we had that a little bit of that in Revenge of the Sith. We had in the scene that was cut, right? When she's talking to Bail Organ and stuff. Mm. But, and dying of a broken heart? Mm, no. Was, no, 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 no. This is what happens when you when you write, um, you know, the uh, story and then you write the backstory after the main story. You know, uh, there was no mother in uh, the original trilogy. So uh, George Lucas had to uh, quickly, like... Um, come up with a way to uh to uh come up with an explanation to uh get rid of Padme but at the same time that explanation was uh wasn't wasn't done right because Leia states specifically that um her mother died when she was very young so we could we could say she was between like three four you know three four and five around that age he could have easily you know made um made Padme go to Alderaan with Leia like it was in the original backstory and uh, but again but then you have like story after the movie ends I think it's problematic you know because it ends with him turning into Vader if she goes to Alderaan you know you need to give her a resolution I understand that she had to die but maybe they could make a Palpatine kill her or something you know yeah I know there's um, that theory that uh, he uh, sucked his life force out of her yeah, I think that's a good theory. I don't think... I think the the, the doctors in Star Wars... I thought they can replace a freaking hand and they can't check. I mean, anyways. Okay. 
We'll just say, you know, it's kind of like what Lee was saying in one of our previous podcasts, you know, uh, she, um, you know, like, she, uh, you know, get, you know, she kind of, like, chooses love over duty, and then she's punished for it by having this really, really, uh, weird and bizarre death, which is really annoying, but, hey, that's just, a, it's just another example of how, uh, motherhood isn't really maybe treated the best in, uh, Star Wars, but, hey... Uh, moving on to Leia. Oh, God. Oh, God. In the, in the sequel trilogy? In the sequel trilogy. I think she was meant at, in the beginning, right? In the, the, the Force Awakens to be the voice of compassion, right? The one who believes in her son. Um, and then in The Last Jedi, I was a little bit upset that she, she, she was like, oh, my son is dead. But I think they did it just so that it would be reversed in the last one. But, yeah, I, I wish we get, we got more from her. I will... I mean... Yeah, okay. The Force Awakens was the best... It was the best example. You know, she believed in her son. She want, She outright says she wanted him... She wants him back. And that's... You know, that that's one of the scenes that always breaks my heart every time I see it. And even more so now with... Rise of Skywalker. I mean, I know they were pushed to the edge with Carrie Fisher's death, but yeah, they still could have but made it work. I mean, the I I will I don't think I'll ever forgive the fact that she uh, completely gives up of, up on him in the Last Jedi and instead goes you know goes to Rey as a surrogate. I mean, even the novel even the novel says that you know she um. She wants to uh, make up for her mistakes with Ben, but mm-hmm. Ben's still alive. She can make up, you know. She can make up, try and make up her mistakes with him, him as a, you know, with him and not through Ray. Yeah, I, th- I think the issue with um, the rise of Skywalker is that it focused so much on Ray, and Ray because we had this issue that people were wondering about her parents. You, she is seen as a child, right? So, and also, I think I guess they wanted to make her uh, Skywalker, so be kind of look. So they made, which is so weird. Oh my God, look and Leia, her surrogate parents, oh, right? Yeah. So <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> which should have been Han and Leia, right? It may, it would have made more sense. But uh, the idea that we they see Ray as a child, so. Th- and yeah, and I think the, uh, I can see that they had the, the problems with Carrie Fisher's death, but at the same time, there are things they could have done with voice and stuff. If I were making the movie, I would just get a voice actress, and then you can change the voice to sound like uh, someone else's voice. It would have been easy, you know, or have her die in the beginning or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, but they, they did really. I mean, they put all this effort to put her in the movie and didn't focus on the relationship that was most important. Yeah. And, like, make, making her a Jedi... I know I wanted her to be a Jedi after Return of the Jedi, but they didn't make her a Jedi, and that's, that was fine. But then, no, she's not going to be a Jedi because of her son, but then her son turns around anyways. It's just, just so many things that didn't make sense. But I have trouble talking about this movie because it's so poorly done that you can't really have a line of reasoning say, oh, this was what you're going for, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I will never ever 
you know, like get over the fact that it says it says in the novel, plain as day. In fact, I think he even said it in the film that Leia suspected, pretty much suspected, that Rey was a Palpatine, and yet at the beginning mm-hmm. of uh, the Rise of Skywalker, she's there training Rey. And yet, she was so scared of her son becoming another Vader that she uh, sent him away to Luke. Oh my... Yeah. I, I can't get over that. It's so insulting. And also, that end of both of them smiling proudly. If they were with uh, Ben, the three of them, kind of okay. It would have been okay, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, if it, that ridiculous scene in Tatooine of the Force Ghost had Ben as well, and maybe Leia of Ben, we wanted a reconciliation with them. It would have been okay, but the two of them side by side, oh, it, it, first it, it's like it, it's like the, they were a couple, you know? I mean, also, I understand. I'm, I'm going to confess, when I was a kid, I watched the A New Hope and then Fire Strikes Back. I thought uh, looking like I was a better choice, okay? Uh, no, but no, watched... Denise, I'm, g- I'm going to say this. I agree with you. I shipped Luke and Leia hard. Yeah, before, me too, uh, okay? Before, and then um, I'm going to say... Revenge, uh, sorry, Revenge, Return of the Jedi, put that nail in the coffin. Oh my God, my uh, my uh, 10-year-old self was so embarrassed when, uh, <laughs> when she saw that scene about them being siblings. But yeah, okay, whatever, but... Oh, no, no, but I, I, I didn't have a problem because in my mind, kids are weird. When they said the first and the second, I said, no, in these movies, they're not siblings. They're siblings only in this movie, which technically is correct, yeah. right? Because yeah, they they're made like that. I, I didn't see the idea that, no, in, in theory, they were uh, retroactively siblings. <laughs> but anyway, so yes, I also liked them, but it, didn't, it wasn't what was chosen, you know? It wasn't the, the way the story went. You can't go back and redo, you know, Read red cone so much from from them, so yeah, I think the the idea of focusing on her as a mother figure to Ray is bad, and also the idea of focusing on Ray as a grown woman as needing a family. It was something that in uh, the Last Jedi, it was something that she had to put behind, like it was like a childhood trauma. It it relates to mothers in the sense that instead of seeing Ray as a woman who could be a mother you're seeing her as a, as a child. And something else is that they completely, completely, completely erase her mother, which was not a Palpatine. Why doesn't she take her mother's name? Yeah. Okay, she sold her... She sold her... That, that's, her plot, that's the only thing, you know, the fact that, you know, The Last Jedi, it puts so much emphasis on Rey's mother, you know, and her father too, but the parent, both the parents being really horrible and selling her for uh, drink money. But then... Rise of Skywalker completely retcons that and makes it worse. You know, they mm-hmm. sell her to protect her? Yeah. To someone like Unkar Plutt? No. It, give, give, it me a, give me a break. If they gave her to someone like uh, Law Santeca, where they knew she would be safe and well looked after, okay, mm-hmm. fair enough. But selling her to someone like Unkar Plutt, that, that is so, so low. So low. Yeah. No, it doesn't make any sense. And there was no need to make that retcon like that, right? I mean, they could have the... You could do something tragic. Maybe something really bad happens to them and that they start drinking, even though they're good people, you know? Although it's a little bit too tragic. But then, you know, and then they get the Palpatine thing. But it it wasn't something that they were thinking about. Uh, But I think with the Rise of Skywalker, they're... 
framing her as a child pretty much which is sad because she's a grown woman and there is that scene in the festival when she looks at the kids and people who don't people say oh no she's looking at the kids because she's thinking about having a family and so people say oh no she's looking at the kids because she wants she wants to be a kid which oh my god yeah I think that that's the the view that they had the movie makers if they had any view I'm not sure well, that she wants to be a kid. Well, it comes that comes up as pre, as pretty messed up because in the next scene, you know, she's given that necklace which we've argued in the sexuality video could be seen as a fertility necklace. And then in the next scene, Kylo Ren rips it off her. So yeah, yeah as you've said many times before Denise, they didn't know what they were doing. And yeah, with the consequences of that, especially like in regards to motherhood, it's just so messed up. Yeah, because I thought the idea, if you have a generational saga, would be that this would have the seeds of a new generation. Either you have the kids or you have a relationship and stuff. So I see her as a potential mother. And you're right that you have her scene of her looking at the kids and then right away, very, very right away, she meets uh, Kylo. What the heck does that mean? You know, what does that mean? With all of that imagery that we have covered in other videos, um, I mean, what does it mean? I think it clearly means a direction towards that. Sometimes creators put stuff that's kind of unconscious, right? Symbolism happen. But yeah, so, so I think it's, it's a very strange movie in terms that didn't really focus on motherhood for for even though they said oh we have leia and we want to keep leia blah, 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 they didn't think it through mm-hmm. i mean even like we don't we, we haven't really talked about ben much the fact that you know he kills his father but he can't in the last year you know he regrets killing his father so much even though he tells snoke and and pretty much himself mm-hmm. that he he uh, didn't hesitate yeah come on you regret it so much kylo and through that, he he cannot bring himself to kill his mother. You know, he cannot yeah. do it. And there's, you know, there's that little scene between the two of them. And it's, it's a, it is a really nice scene. Um, it is. And you can t- tell when, um, you know, the, the, his, uh, t- when the TIE fighters blow that blow uh, layer up, that he's devastated that they've done that. And he, he couldn't stop it. And it would have been really nice to, um, you know, like if uh, in in Rise of Skywalker that he didn't know that Leia was alive and then found out she was, but of mm-hmm. course that I think that would have been you know if uh, Carrie Fisher had lived, and he, even then, I will say I do like the scene where um, Leia does die and he feels it and he just mm-hmm. he just stops. Um, it, it it is a tragic scene, you know he d- yeah, he did it- love his mum. It's nice to see that there is a connection that she cares. They try to make her care, right? Which was good. In The Last Jedi, what I don't like is when in the attack on Crate is that it's unclear if he knows she's there, right? And I really don't like how he focused on Poe at that moment looking at Ben when the most emotional and more rewarding scene would have been to see Ben through Leia's eyes, which would have been a lot more the stakes would have been much higher, right? Mm-hmm. And how we have like her interacting with Poe and finishing Poe's arc when it was, it should have been the moment. It, it, of course, it would not be resolved. It would have been the moment for something between her and, you know, like we could maybe see her reaction to Kylo and Luke. Um, but 
we don't. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I sort of don't. I'm not. I have to admit, I'm not too sure how I feel about Poe being the surrogate son for Leia. Oh yes. It's um. Uh, I I really I. I really just don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Uh, I I have a different theory. People disagree with me. I feel that he's not so much a surrogate son, but he's like leader and equal you know because they do have a very strong relationship i was gonna say bond but you're gonna think first of all they they like each other a lot right it's this it's this but at the same time there's her scene with hodo where they're pretty much saying he's cute you know uh i don't know but i don't f- but then in rise of skywalker you have that scene where it's him going to sit by leia's bo- body and grieving it's, it's like a son grieving for his mother not um it's, it's also somebody who was used to have her as a leader because when she's in a coma in the, the last jedi he's also very upset he goes there and holds his holds her hand and what carrie fisher said is that she sees him as han so i think there's a kind of a different dynamic there i'm not saying they're kind of like interested in each other but it's a dynamic more be- like between adults Mm-hmm. Well, I I just don't know. It feels for me, it kind of feels like you know, like uh, well, we we know that um, Poe was kind of forced into the story because he originally meant to die, and it, it just feels with. And I absolutely can't stand it when people say that you know Poe is the son Leia deserves. Like oh. you know, Ben oh. is her son, you know. So um, and so I I think sometimes you know because there wasn't really a big emphasis uh, emphasis on the the connection that people don't really see Kylo Ren as Han and Leia's son. Mm-hmm. So it's just a big right it's just a big writing fumble that's a, that is a result of uh, the sequel trilogy not being planned. I yeah. mean you could I could even argue that um, maybe it would have been better if Ray had been the uh, lost the lost solo child because then then you you know you could have uh, made like a better more uh, intimate connection between Rey and Leia, especially in The Last Jedi, and it would have made more sense instead of her, instead of her being this, you know, like, su- you know, weird surrogate child that somehow deserves everything instead of, <laughs> instead of Ben. Deserves everything. Yeah, you're right. Cause she's, but I think her relationship kind of like to Leia, kind of like a mother, to Han, kind of like a father, it's normal. It is something that relates to like mother-in-law, father-in-law. I think it's fine, right? And we don't have like her relationship to look like a, kind of like a uh, father in The Last Jedi, except... But The Rise of Skywalker is a crazy movie. It's very hard to, to look at it and... I think, like, yeah, like I said, they had no clue what they were doing. They were reshooting. They were having Bob Eager, you know, this well-known for his writing talents. <laughs> Bob Eager was overseeing the the movie, so it was the mess we got. One of the things that I, I wish we had seen um, in the sequel trilogy, if it had been uh, planned properly, um, and this is, this you know, if, let's just say if I was writing uh, the sequel trilogy, I would have liked to have seen... You know, a little bit of um, a juxtaposition between Luke and Leia. Because Luke was the only person in the galaxy that believed Darth Vader could be redeemed. While Le- while Leia absolutely hated 
you know, her biological biolog biological father. Even in Bloodlines, when it's discovered that, uh, you know, she is Vader's biological daughter and he was Anakin Skywalker, she she gives a speech where she says, no, that's not my father. My father was Bail Organa. Uh, and um, she... Uh, actually, you know, a little interesting tidbit about motherhood here. She um, completely loves and respects her biological mother, Padme. I think she even, like, mentions her in Bloodlines. But her, her biological father, mm -mm, no, she has, uh, you know, she still hasn't forgiven him. And it would have been, and yeah, um, and yeah, Luke in the sequel trilogy doesn't believe that Ben Solo is capable of redemption. So it would have been really interesting to see that ju that juxtaposition uh, where they kind of like, you know, Luke's trying to uh, convince Leia that he, she can't, he, he, you know, his her son can't be saved. And Leia goes, no, he can. And yet you were the one who believed that Vader could um, be redeemed. Yet I, I could, so I can believe that my son can be redeemed. That would have been really interesting. And yeah. also have a journey where Luke kind of like goes on his own discovery that there is hope for Ben to be redeemed. For me, personally, if I were to choose, I wouldn't have any of that. I would have him believing maybe he was like in an island because he doesn't want to go there and confront his nephew. I don't like Luke uh, not believing. And I don't want Luke having an arc. I don't think he... I love Luke. I love Luke. I love Luke as a character. But I don't think he needed an arc in the sequel trilogy. So. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. what a so you you wanted to talk a little bit about legends oh yeah i mean my goodness leia leia get leia get leia ha, excuse me leia has got screwed over as a mother so many times not only ladies and gentlemen not only does she lose her her son and her only child in uh the, the disney sequel trilogy but in legends she has three children two sons and, and one girl and she loses both her sons and it, it's horrible like her um anakin solo is uh is killed in a in in the war with the yuzan vong and he's only 16 you know he's a kid and yet she loses her son but then i think like 10 years later when jason solo fa falls to the dark side everyone Everyone, even Leia, believes he's unredeemable, apart from Luke. But of course, you know, like, his, you know, he's made the ultimate choice. He dies and earns his redemption in death, like her son in the sequel trilogy. And it's just, why, why would you do this to Leia? So, um, I mean, at least I can say one good thing. At least she has a grandchild, in um. Right in uh, Legends, you know, Jason Solo has a daughter and she raises that granddaughter. But then there's, you know, there's another side to this. Because she raises that granddaughter, Alana, it means that Alana's mother, Technal Ka, has to give her child up in order to keep her safe. So she can't be a mum to her. And even then, when um, she was uh, able to uh, raise her, she had to go through, you know, like pre some pretty awful stuff to keep her child safe because Technolka is the queen of uh, Haps or Hapes or however you pronounce it. And it's kind of like, you know, th that place there is kind of like, you know, uh, the court in uh, King's Landing in Game of Thrones. It's a cutthroat business mm -hmm. where everyone's plotting against each other. So Technolka can't really be a mum to her own child. And it's, uh, 
yeah, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot who. Somebody on Twitter mentioned that, you know, the, the fact that you have to lengthen these heroes' stories in the EU means that you make it a tragedy. It means that, you know, Return of the Jedi's ending doesn't matter because you need conflict, although you could have conflict not ending in tragedy. And it's interesting that uh, he... I think it makes sense that maybe some writers like Terio, who were raised in the EU, think that Star Wars is a tragedy. And it's something that we recently saw with uh, Charles Soule interview that he sees it kind of like more like a Greek tragedy and that it might come from the EU. But the problem is that when you extend a characters, you know, like if you go after the end, you have to create problems after problems after problems. It becomes tragic. But that's not George Lucas' vision. George Lucas was fairy tale. Fairy tale means lived happily ever after. It also means that there are no more stories, right? But it's a fairy tale. And I wish they had, for the sequel trilogy, I wish they had lived happily longer, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, but, I I know yeah. you didn't like the way uh, Han Han and Leia like um, split up and went back to their old ways. No, it would. Yeah, I mean, I I never had a problem with it until until this until you said that and I realized yeah that is that's just not it's too tragic. It would have been I think it would have been a little bit more hopeful if they had stayed together and yeah. f- and formed the resistance. You know, t- for their together. son together. And, you know, Han could still be a, smug- uh, a smuggler, but he could have easily been doing, you know, missions through- for the yes. resistance through smuggling. And through that, he could have come, uh, he could have come in contact with Rey and Finn through that. Exactly. But that's the promise, because they wanted to give Han an arc. That's what I'm saying. Han doesn't need a freaking arc. He had a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful arc in... Um, in the old trilogy even in the first movie and then you know he's he's going back he's back to 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 the guy in most asli like he had already gone past that in the first freaking movie you know why are you gonna regress him oh because you want to see him cool but i don't think it was necessary i think if the old old generation was gonna pass the torch to the new generation there was no need to give him an arc oh he's responsible and then he changes why and i feel the same about look i know people like the last jedi i love it i love it lots of things about it but i don't think it was necessary to make him all jaded and and i know it was george lucas's idea to do that to him but i you know he also killed padme of a broken heart and i don't agree with that either mm-hmm. i mean i think i think we need to do a whole episode on luke personally but yes y- yes <laughs> I, I do agree with you on uh I mean, I like it and I don't like Luke's arc in The Last Jedi, but that is a topic for another day. And I can certainly see where you're coming from. Yeah, and he's not a mother. We were talking about mothers, but yeah, uh, but but it's interesting. But I still think that the the prequel trilogy has a very interesting point of view on motherhood that has something positive in the phantom menace and something that's a little unique even though they take from religion kind of uh, the idea of this virgin mother but at the same time it's this kind of like sacred beautiful harmonious family even though it's a family with only one parent mm-hmm. there is um, another example of motherhood in legends and that is actually through Mara Jade and uh, mm-hmm. this is kind of like maybe uh, where where Padme should have gone, I guess. I mean, th- I mean, 
So what happened was, when Jason Solo fell to the dark side, he tried to corrupt Luke and Mara's son, Ben, uh, mm-hmm. to be his apprentice, and Mara finds out, and uh, she uh, defends Jason and tries to kill him, She she and Jason kills her, and she dies protecting her son. So, but at the same time, again, from what you said, it creates conflict, and Mara... You know, she was a good mother, and at least she did get to, uh, you know, uh, be a mother to her son. But she still didn't need to die, I don't think. That it, that was one of the worst, one of the most horrible, horrible endings for not just, you know, like, Ben's mother and one of one of the few good mothers in Star Wars, but it was also, like, a horrible end for, like, what the one of the first Legends characters and arguably one of the most popular ones as well. So, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah. I feel that writers sometimes think that happy endings are cheesy or cheaper and that tragedy is more <laughs> intelligent, you know, and it's not. <laughs> do you know what, do you know what, Denise? Ironically, I used to, lo- you know, love... Uh, I used to love like that these types of endings and hate happy endings most of the time and and now as I've gotten older and I've been through this you know I've had this emotional journey especially with uh, Kylo Ren I'm, I'm I now feel the opposite I want more happy endings especially in the you know I feel like a lot of stories have become like more tragic and nihilistic now and have mm-hmm. bittersweet and sad endings and it doesn't need to be that way. And I, but I think it's because writers think that it's smart and it's actually not smart because it's easier to finish you know like sometimes to find a solution for a re- if you if you put your characters through some really huge trouble how do you come out of it you know like for example with uh, ben Solo, how does he come out of it? How can he make up for what he done? How can he, you know, like you have so many questions that are interesting and that are intriguing and that can reflect to real life too, right? How how can you come out of a difficult situation? But if you don't come out and nothing, you know, what what's the point in it? Yeah, you know? and that's why, you know, be, you know, Ben's death by redemption by redemption was done in such poor taste. You know, as, you know, especially when you compare it to Vader's, it was just yeah. so jarring. It was, but he didn't even die of redemption. He had been redeemed before, and then he died, <laughs> right? So there wasn't even a death by redemption. And also, usually, it would be like a death by sacrifice. But people who sacrifice themselves in movies, they do so willingly, and you know it. And there's that moment when you know a, a little bit, like in. The Rise of Skywalker, C-3PO has that, you know, he knows he's going to go one last look at my friends, you know, uh, and we have nothing of that. It's surprising. We don't know if he knew what he was doing. So it's very pointless in all senses. And plus, there is no emotional catharsis like we had with Vader with the funeral and everything. So and, and it's problematic if you think about Leia, which is this character that we love and that they're doing this to her son, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would love to to have known what Carrie Fisher would have thought about this movie. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. <laughs> especially especially <laughs> since she's a mother also. Yes. Okay. So I think that's it, isn't it? There is um you know that little scene where Hera Syndulla becomes a mother to a yes. Caden's child, but uh we haven't actually seen them together in any other stories, so hopefully Maybe in the future, and maybe they'll they'll uh, 
do it right. Hopefully they won't make it too tragic, you know? Let hashtag let Harris and Dula be a, be a mother, please. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's really cool, and she's really cool. It, it let's let's have some hopeful stories and some good mothers that don't die tragically for no reason. All right. Anything else, Denise? No, that's it. All right, guys. Well, uh, we hope you enjoyed. Uh, let us know what you think in the comments, and if you uh, could subscribe, uh, please do. It helps us a lot. And if you want to follow more of our stuff, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter. SoundCloud, Tumblr, and iTunes. Until next time, and may the first serve you well.